There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. Again, not just any Friday afternoon. This is Friday afternoon, Erev, Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshas, Bamidbar, which is also Shabbos, Mavorchem, and it ushers in a week at which Be'ez Hashem towards next Shabbos, next Thursday night, we're going to be celebrating Chag HaShvois. Chag HaShvois, we're going to stand again at the foot of our Sinai and rededicate ourselves to Kabbalah's HaTorah. And the calendar doesn't change. Yes, we may be in difficult circumstances. We may be still at home. We may not be able to celebrate Shavuos as we normally do as a community and, and the whole rah-rah of staying up at night together with others and keeping each other going. But it doesn't make a difference. It's still going to be. Chagashvus, nothing changes in, in the atmosphere, nothing changes in the potential, in the beauty of that, that Yantif and what we can achieve even as individuals during, during that, uh, during that period of, of, uh, of time. It's once again such an honor and privilege to spend a bit of time with you on an Arab Shabbos. I know you're busy. This is lots, lots to do. As we come into another, another Shabbos with Yontif, not that, not that far away. But let's, let's spend a few minutes and learn together some Divrei Torah that have to do with the Parsha. And we'll also, Bez Hashem, connect maybe to, to Shavuos and, and, and the concept of Kabbalah's, Kabbalah's Torah. So let's put our minds together. Let's put our hearts together because we're so, we're so connected, even if we're not in the same shul, and we're not, we're all a community, we're all family, we're all brothers. Let's, let's put our hearts and minds together and spend a few minutes studying some beautiful, beautiful words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah. Torah tells us in this week's Pasha, Ish Each person, <coughs> each tribe, each family had a camp in the flag the standards of their shevet, according to their father's family, the Jewish nation would camp, surrounding the oil moyed, the tent of assembly, all of the Jews, all of the Jews camped. And there's a medrash, the medrash says in, in Bamid Barabba, that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed himself, to to the Jewish nation at Sinai, so he was accompanied by twenty two groups of ten thousand malachim who came with him. What is that? Two point two million malachim in in total. As in fact, the pasuk says, and they were all, they were all, all these groups of Malachim were standing with flags. As the Paschal Shirashirim says, they had their flags. And when the Jewish nation saw that Malachim 
had these beautiful flags and each group was, was around their flag, they desired, they wanted, they had a taiva that a tremendous want to also have flags. And they said, Oh, halavai, if only, if we could have flags just like them. And that's why it says, Heviani al-Beisayayin. You brought me to Beisayayin. What's Beisayayin? Zesinai. That refers to Hasinai. Shenosna bayatayra. Where we were given the Torah shenimshlo bayayin. Which is compared to, to wine. As it says, Vashasu bayayin maseches. In other words, they went to Beisayayin. That's Hasinai. And then it says, Pasuk says, V'digloi olai ava. And the flags around me uh, uh, represented their love, where they said, Ilulei umagdilei avav hakarshboch, who really wanted to show me his his love, then we would we would rejoice in your salvation. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu to them, Ma'an avisa ma'asais degolim, what, you really want to make Flags, chayechem, Hashem takes a, an oath that I'm going to fulfill your, your desire. Right? We want to have the goal we say in, in, in chapter 20, we say it every morning. Right? We, 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 uh, we, we, uh, we praise Hashem because of your salvation. We want to have our flags that affiliate us with Hashem. Hashem says, Yimali Hashem Komashal Secha. Hashem fulfill exactly what you want. And therefore, straight away, Hashem told Klaiso and said to Moshe, go make flags like they, like they want. Medish carries on a little bit later. He says, the Jewish nation at that time was so holy, was so great, at that time with their flags. And all the other nations looked at them and looked in wonderment. They looked in amazement. And they said, what is this? What is this thing of the other flags? And the, and the, and the, and the nations of the said, said to them, shuvi, shuvi, ashenamis. We, we want also, we want also, uh, 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 come, come to us and we'll make also, uh, all kinds of signs and, and things for, 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 for this. Right? Um, so, and that's, and that's in fact what it says, what, uh, what, uh, what Yisrael, what Yisrael says. So they all wanted, <coughs> they all wanted to have flags. And, uh, and, uh, and the Kaisar responded, you can't have it. Because what, you think that if you have flags, you're gonna become as great as our Kodesh Baruch who made us? We have Degel Machani Yehuda. We have the camp of Yehuda. We have Degel Machani Ruven. They'll make Degel Machani done. Degel Machani Ephraim. Are you gonna be able to, to do that? You can't mimic what our Kodesh Baruch Hu is, is doing, is doing, uh, uh, for us. Can you give us that kind of relationship with, with, uh, with our Kaddish Baruch Hu? And that's why it says, even when Bilam, when Bilam came by Yisra, Bilam is Enav, and Bilam saw the flags, he said, No one can touch this nation. This nation is so connected to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. They realize 
And my Kira and Asaba Sam, they recognize their connection to their fathers and their, and, and to their, and to their families. And we can't know From here we learn, ends the Medrash. Shoyah de Golem Gedoyla Vegedeliso. The, the, flag was so great and they, and they represented such an amazing relationship with Akadish Baruch Hu. And that's why it says, Ish. The ish is the importance that the man realized who he really was, what he was capable of by, by camping by these, by these, uh, by these flags. And it needs just a little bit of clarity. What, what is this whole issue of, 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 of the flags? How does it, uh, how does it work? Why did Christ so, so much want the flags? What is, what is their greatness? What is, what does it, uh, represent? Moshe said to Hashem, it says, after the sin of the, of the ego and Hashem was going to send an angel, Moshe said, no, if you're not going with us, we're not, we're not going to Eretz Yisrael. In other words, we don't want to be led by any, by any representative, by any malach, by anything else. We only want HaKadosh Baruch And Hashem says, fine. I'm going to do what you want. And I'm going to give you, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with you. And he agreed that Yisrael wouldn't have to be led by any other uh, uh, force only through, through HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in fact, Abraham, Hashem already said to Abraham Avinu that when Abraham Avinu thought, how am I going to have children? Hashem said to him, no, you, 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 you think you're, leave your, your constellation, your, your, your control by the constellations. The Jewish nation is completely above and completely beyond the way of the, of the astronomy and, and, and the stars and the, and the constellations. Right? As we say, ain't mazali, so we're not subject to, to that. That through our dominating and through our learning and through our, our mysentivim, we can change the whole world for, for better. And, and we've seen that the whole, the whole the whole ability of the Jewish nation to be sustained, to remain, to to in spite of all the tzoros, in spite of all the challenges, in spite of everything that's ever happened to us, we're still here, and that's because we 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 don't we don't operate in a natural, normal way. There's no there's no logical reason why the Jewish nation, which has suffered more than any other nation in the world, should should still be here, except for our Torah and and mitzvahs. Clearly showing that we are beyond nature. We'll be back in a moment. This is one one point nine high FM soul to soul on a Friday afternoon on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos only on 101.9 high FM. Chai FM, soul to soul on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. Welcome back to to the show. We are so glad to have you on board and so glad to keep this connection that we try to keep every Friday afternoon as we get closer to to Shabbos. As we always do at this point of the program is to give you the important information that you need for this Shabbos. Shabbos Kodesh today begins no later than Eight minutes past five. Make sure your candles are up and burning by 
that time by eight minutes past five. But as I always say, you don't have to wait till the last minute. Some people don't like to wait for the last minute. Already by about 20 past four, you can already light your candles. That sounds early, doesn't it? But it's doable. And it's certainly, if one gets oneself organized, one can have all the table set and all the food ready and bathed and ready for Shabbos by 20 past four and then sit down and actually enjoy the moments of the entry of, of Shabbos, anticipate it, look forward to it, kind of mellow down, as they say today, chill, and kind of really get yourselves into the mood of what Shabbos Kodesh is supposed to be all, all about. This is Shabbos Mubarakim, as I already stressed last week. There is a mistake. It's not Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Tomorrow is Shabbos Mubarakim. It's on the 29th day of Chodesh Iyar. So therefore we bench Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh benching uh, tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh will be on Sunday. Just one day of, of, of Rosh Chodesh. We say the Rosh Chodesh benching. Uh, there's no need to actually say the Moila, that only has to be announced in uh, in Shul, but just for your information, uh, the Moila was already, it was this morning uh, at about 20 to 12, I think, I think it was, something around there, so you can look around and try to find a new moon, you probably won't, but but keep keep uh, keep looking. Uh, because of the fact that it is the day before Shkodesh, Mokhokhodesh, we have a special Haftarah tomorrow, not the normal Haftarah for Pashas Bamidbar, but the Haftarah of Ayoma Loyonas and Mocha Chodesh from Shmuel Aleph in Perak Perak Chaf, which we once discussed in this forum, what the connection of that Haftarah is, in fact, to the day before Shkodesh. It's not much more than just the fact that it says the word Mocha Chodesh at, at the beginning, at the beginning of it. Also, although it is Shabbos Mavarchim, and generally on Shabbos Mavarchim, we don't say Avarachimim uh, this week because it's it's still in the Sphira and, and the, of the terrible tragedies that occurred uh, uh, during this period of, of of the calendar. We will say we will say Avarachimim uh, in in uh, in, in Shachris, but of course. At, uh, at Mincha time, since Moetze Shabbos is Rosh Chodesh, we won't say, uh, we, we won't say Tzitkos Chodesh And when you get to Meirev tomorrow night, so remember that there is Yom Tov coming up this week, and therefore we don't say the Yinoyam over Atta Kodesh after the, uh, after the Shmoneser. I hope you're still keeping up with the, the Sviras, the Sviras Haimer. Uh, just if you need a, a bit of a, Reminder, so on Wednesday night, we counted 42, and therefore if you still haven't counted since last night, you can definitely still make it up today without a bracha, and then still be able to carry on with the counting with a bracha to, uh, to, to tonight. Uh, so let's carry on. We were talking about the, the flags and what is possibly the importance, what's the message of of the of the flags and why do Kaiso want them so so much? So there's an amazing amazing Gemara that we've heard I'm sure before. The Gemara says uh, in in the in the uh, in says Rameir quotes Rameir Rameir says that person when choosing the kind of profession that he wants to teach his son. Should always teach him something clean, something 
easy. The Yispalel Amisha Oisha Manachosim Shlom. You should daven to the Rabbanu Shlom, who is the one that provides all the wealth and all of the the means, because says there's no such thing. She'ein umnos she'ein ba anios nashir. There's no profession where everyone in that profession is wealthy. In any profession, there's some who are successful, and some perhaps with the same skills, maybe even more skills, with a greater acumen, who just don't necessarily hack it financially. Because, because poverty doesn't come from the chosen profession, nor does wealth come from a chosen profession. Just because a person chooses to be an actuary or whatever it might be does not guarantee that he's going to be wealthy. It's not the profession that provides the mission Everything depends on a person's own merits. Carries on, Rav Naroy Omer. Rav Naroy says, I would rather not get involved in any other Profession in the world, but the Aini Melaman is Bini Elatayra. I'll only teach my son Tayra. Why? Because in Tayra you get reward both in this world, but the, the principal Karen that waits him in Ilma but all the other professions are not like that. Because when a person isn't well or he becomes too old, or becomes the retirement age where they they chuck him out, or he has whatever kind of situation, and he can no longer do his work, then or you know, and he can die of hunger. He has no no means of of sustaining himself. But by Torah, it's not like that. But it protects you from all kinds of evil in Urusa when you're young, and it gives you it gives you hope and 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 a purpose. Even when a person is is old, the 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 mafarshim on the Mishnah ask a very obvious question. The Gemara, the Mishnah says in Horayas that Rabbi Meir and Rab Narai are actually the same person. His name was actually Narai. So why is it called Meir? Because he lit up the entire world in 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 halacha. If so, if it's the same person, then it seems that Ramey is actually contradicting himself from the beginning of the mission to the end. Because in the beginning he says, person should teach his son a profession that's easy and, and clean. And then he says, no, I wouldn't teach my son anything besides, besides Tyra. The another Gemara, Gemara says in Chulin, Gemara says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't Bring doesn't allow a a tzaddik to to falter and get tripped up in any way, and he doesn't even allow the animals of a tzaddik to to falter. And the Gemara brings about Rapinchas ben Yoyer that Rapinchas ben Yoyer was going on a trip. He was going to redeem captives, and he came to the river Ginai, and he says to it, Ginai. Split for me, chalak me mecha. Split for me, so I can go through. So the river says, "One second. 
How can I do that? You're going to do what Hashem wants you to do, and I'm currently doing what Hashem wants to uh, wants to do. Wants me to do. Hashem wants me to flow by you. Maybe you'll go and be successful in your mission. Maybe you won't. But I know that right now I am definitely being successful in my mission. Why should I split? If you do not split for me, I'm going to make a decree that no water should flow through this river ever again. And the river split for him. The Orchayim HaKadosh asks on this Gemara, so if this is so, if Abinikas Ben Yoya could command the river to split and do it. So what was so great about Kriyas Yamsuf, about the splitting of, of, of the sea for the Jewish nation, and Moshe Rabbeinu, and Aaron Akayin, and the Shivans of Canaan, and 600,000 Jews when they needed to, to uh, 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 that the sea should split for them. So of course the sea is going to split. As Pinchas when Yair can, can, uh, can do it, What's so great about my Shabbeinu doing it? Answers the Orachayim HaKadosh. The Chiddush by Kriyas Yamsuf was that the sea split for them in spite of the fact that they had not yet come to Hasinai and accepted the Torah. That was a Chiddush. After the giving of the Torah, on the contrary, it's, it's, it's the, it, the, it's the kayach that the Torah has and that those who learn Torah have to, to control and to change even all the courses of nature. And there's no chiddish. There's no chiddish in the fact that Pinchas ben Yoyer could split, could split the sea. And this in fact is alluded to in the very beginning of, of the Torah and in the end, because the beginning of Bereshis, which is talking about the creation of the world and of all the natural words, right? It, it, it starts with the, with the nature, and the Torah ends, which means that the entire Bria, and all its processes, and all its orders, and the sun going up, and the, and the sun coming down, all of it, all the standard laws and practices, of nature are controlled they can all be directed and 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 dominated by a Jew who learns who learns uh, who learns Torah and so therefore we can now understand what Rabbi Meir says Really, a person should teach his son an easy, an easy profession. In other words, if a person is living within the realm of nature, and he's conducting himself according to the way the world is generally conducted, where you know, it goes to school and it's primary school and it's, and it's, and, and it's a high school, so then he has to learn a profession. But you have to know, even when you're learning a profession, that wealth, that success doesn't come from the profession, nor does lack of financial success come from the, the profession we see every day. We see people with tremendous, tremendous degrees, 
brilliant, brilliant people. Their heads are full of all sorts of things. They can, they can make all sorts of projects, all sorts of ideas, all sorts of completely sublime concepts. But they can't sort of rub two cents together. And yeah, some people that uh, we would classify as not necessarily being the most intelligent people in the in the world, who make huge huge mistakes, even in the whatever their chosen profession is, and somehow they're successful. Somehow they're very very wealthy. Why? Says Gemara, "Bnei Chaya Umezayne, children, how long you live, and your level of." Income has nothing to do That depends on on Mazel. So therefore, Rav Meir says, or Rav Naroi says, that really, if a person resorts himself to living just within the realm of the normal, natural world as it's created... And a person that has to learn a profession, then yes, the profession you should learn should be an easy one, should be a clean one. But that not necessarily is going to be the indicator whether he's going to be successful because that depends on, on, on muscle. But if a person wants to be successful, even let's say <clears throat> he ha- is in a situation where Whatever means his mazel is not such a good mazel. Where even according to, you know, the constellations when Saturn's in the fourth house or whatever it is and the hearts of diamonds, whatever, whatever all that stuff means. And that really, uh, uh, as far as that's concerned, maybe it should be decreed that he should be not wealthy. So then, isn't that uh, Teach your son Torah, because Torah has the power to break all those natural orders and to change the whole mazel of, of a person. As Chazal say, there is no such thing as mazel for the yin. In other words, that the kayach of Torah is, and the kayach of tefillah, of davening also, is to change whatever was predetermined and predestined for a person and make it and make it better. Let's go back to where we to where we started. Back with the flags. These flags that the Jewish nation so desired, so wanted, because they saw the Malachim have having it. What is what does a, a flag represent? A flag represents control, domination. Right when when uh, when there's a war, and and uh, and a uh, country, the victorious country, captures some new terrain that it didn't have before. First thing it does is is unfurls its its flag. Right, you saw again. It's, I always get so emotional when we see it that there's the, the 1967 where the Baruch Hashem have to get back. Yushalayim and Amon sees the, the soldiers running into the old city and coming to the Kaisal. And, and one of the first thing they do is they unfurl and, and hoist the Israeli flag. This is our area. We have dominion. We have control over, over this image. And it's, it's, it's an indication that this area is now under 
You know, it's part of our terrain, it's part of our domain, it's part of our political influence. The Jewish nation wanted flags. Why? We wanted that what should our flag be? What should our domination should be? What do we want to have control over and be controlled by? That we want that everything that we do, that every area we go to, everything we're involved in should be under the domination of the Boreolum, of of our Kodesh Baruch All the other nations, they have all their thing. They come with their F-16 fighters and, and their tanks and their Patriot missiles. Right? Each one has their Koyach. And, 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 and they fit into the realm of the natural world and each one has their strength, each one has their weakness, and each one has their political, their political pull in certain, in certain areas. We don't live that way. We come. Our flag is. Our control is. Our domination is that we want to be part of our Kodesh Baruch Hu's army. We are connected to that Kodesh Baruch Hu, and there's nothing else in the world that we are prepared to kowtow to. There's nothing else in the world that we give allegiance to. There's nothing else in the world that is important or has any sway in the way we live our lives except that which HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be, to be, to be doing. And therefore, we can understand something, something quite amazing. We brought the, the Medrash before that said that even when Bilam came and he looked at the at the flags and said, "Forget it. There's nothing I can do. I can't touch this this nation." As it says, "Vayisa Bilam esenav." When he lifted up his eyes and what did he saw, he saw the Degalim. Says, "Mi yachaliga Who can touch? Who can touch this this nation? They they know. Who their forefathers are, they know who their families are. As it says, Shoifin the Shvata. They live with the right Seder, they live with the right order, they live with the right priorities. And we learn that those flags and, and, and the message and the representation of the flag is so big and so important to the Jewish nation. Ish al Digloy. We know who we are, we know. <coughs> What we have to be doing because of our flag, because of our allegiance, our connection to, to the Rabbanistan. In other words, when Bilam saw these flags, he understood that I, I'm not going to ever be successful to curse this, this nation. He reached the conclusion that it's absolutely impossible because these flags, which can turn Anything around. It means we're, we're above Teva. We're not part of this world. We're directly connected to our Kodesh Baruch Hu means we're not subject at all to the mazel of this world. Bilam's kayach emanates from his ability to control this world, to, to do, manipulate the forces of, of nature through his magical abilities to do terrible things. Can't work with Kaisal. Kaisal has the golden. Kaisal is on a much, much higher level. We're out of this world. We're connected to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And, and that's what, what, uh, uh, what, what Taisu says that we have the minute 
that the Shabbos before Shavuos, the Shabbos previous, we read Barbachukaisai. We read always the curses. The Shabbos before Shavuos, virtually always Pashas Bamidbar. And, and, and it's what's chosen for that. Because this whole Pasha deals with the flags and, and the way the Jews camped and the way the Jews set themselves up. And the flags have the ability to completely turn things around. When we know where we are, when we know who we are, when we know what we represent, when we know what our mission is, and that everything we're doing is L'Shem Shemayim, is to connect ourselves to the Rabbani Shalom, that is the one and only mandate we have. And that is the preparation that we need most for, for Shavuos. Because on Shavuos we'll stand at our Sinai. And we'll once again affirm, we want those flags. We want that special relationship with our Kaddish Baruch, which we actualize through our learning of Torah, through our doing of mitzvahs. We'll be back in a moment. This is 101.9 FM. Soul to Soul is the show. Please stay with us for another 10 minutes. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. One hundred one point nine High FM Salter. So we're back on your radio here in Johannesburg. Just a few more minutes left, Baruch Hashem, to speak about things. Let's talk about something that has to do with Shavuos, or maybe some halachas of Shavuos, particularly this very, very ancient custom that we have of dafka eating milk, dafka eating dairy and honey on. Uh, and this is a, a custom that goes all the way back to the time of the uh, Rishonim more than 600 uh, years ago to eat on Shavuos, Dafka dairy food, and 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 uh, and to have honey. What's the what's the source of this of this uh, custom? So <clears throat> it sounds like it started in Western Europe in in Germany, in, in France, and, and there it's, uh, spreads to many, many of the communities all over the Jewish, the Jewish, uh, uh, nation. There are some who actually, strange enough, don't have such a custom to eat dairy at all. For instance, uh, uh by, by the, by the Sfardim, remember, in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, the Taimonim and, and, and people like, uh, like that. Um they don't. They dafka hold, withhold the old meaning that no, Yantif one has uh, one has meat. And even those who do uh, have the custom of of eating of, of eating milk, certainly it is Yantif, and Yantif certainly one has to have also Basa, Basa the Yain, the light of Simchas Yantif is to have meat and and wine and, and, and obviously try to find some kind of a synthesis between the two. You get to do the best of all possible worlds. So there's several reasons given for the the minig. Some say that the the reason for the minig of eating dairy is because the taira is compared to honey and to to milk. In fact, uh, in Shirashirim it says devash v'cholav 
Tachas l'shaynech. Honey and milk are smooth under your, under your tongues. And, and the Medrash, the Medrash says that when Kaisel stood and Harsinai and they said the words, call Asher, Dibir Hashem, Nasev Nishma, whatever Hashem tells us to do, we're first prepared to do it on, on, uh, unequivocally. We'll do it unconditionally. And then we'll find out what and why Hashem wants us to do. So Ba'is Hashem says at that time, Amlam HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch says to the Jewish nation, Ah, Devash V'chol of Tachas L'Shaynech. In other words, he's saying that as, as a merit in, 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 in the schus almost of your, of your, uh, agreeing or the agreement of, of the entire Jewish nation to accept the Torah without question, without reservation, without a second doubt. So I'm I'm going to organize it that words of Torah should be so sweet in your mouths, just like honey and milk is sweet and and and, and palatable. And in order to to remind us of the sweetness and 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 and, and the preciousness of of the Torah that we have in the Torah, we learn. That's why Dafka on this Yantav, which is the Yantav of the Torah, the Yantav of the, of the, of the Kabbalah Satira. So, uh, people Dafka make cakes that are, 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 are milchic, very sweet, very nice, uh, uh cakes, right? Uh, cheese, uh, cheesecakes is a very, very big thing, I think, on, on, uh, on, on, on Shmus. Although where I come from, you have to have completed the Sviris Omer all 49 days with a bracha in order to merit a piece of, of, uh, of, of, of cheesecake and also other sweet things that, uh, that have honey in, uh, in, in them. That's one reason. Another reason, uh, uh, uh brought that, interestingly enough, both, uh, uh, milk and honey are, are two kind of foods that are, uh, are, are created from something that intrinsically should not be allowed to be eaten. It's a, it's a, it's something that's, it's something that's actually tummy. Now we know that, uh, 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 honey comes from, uh, bees. Bees are, are, are one of the shrutsum. It's definitely tummy. We're not allowed to eat a bee. And even milk. Milk comes from the blood. Of the animal, and we're not allowed to eat blood, and perhaps specifically because they change their nature, and that and they're transformed from something which is tame to something which is pure and beautiful. That gives them this special taste, this special sweetness, because they 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 hint to us that. This is what's going to happen to the world, the world that's so full of everything schmutzadig, everything disgusting, everything dirty, but it's going to come. We're going to get to the point where that uh, it's going to be the day of HaKadosh Baruch the knowledge, understanding, the, the, the acceptance of HaKadosh Baruch is going to happen everywhere. We don't know when. Maybe it'll be at the end of this, uh, at the end of this whole series of events we're going through, but it, it's certainly coming, the, 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 the situation where the entire world is going to turn around and pay a chad and one mouth say, it's like we want our Kodesh Baruch to be all 
of our old land. We want those flags, as we were saying, we were saying before. It's, it's a transformation. And that's, that, and that is really the school. That's the incredible power of, of our Torah. That it can, it can sort of smooth out all the, all the rough edges and it can, it can take all the bad things that are in the world and has the, and has the ability to transform all that by, by kind of neutralizing the Yetzirah. It can turn all of that into, into good and, and make the world the kind of place that we yearn to kind of, to kind of live in. And that fits together. That's, the, the, also the incredible Kayach of, of, uh, of Eretz Yisrael. And that's why Eretz Yisrael is called a land of Eretz Zavas Chal Dovash. It can take, it was, it was a land that was previously occupied by the, by the Kananim. Kananim were the worst. Kamasa Eretz Kanan Loisasu. If you want to know how not to act, <laughs> look what the Kananim did. They're, they're the example of how not to act. And, and when Kaisal came, we transformed the whole land. Not only in the physical, and not only taking from the desert to, to being a, a beautiful oasis and the amazing country it is, but in the Ruchnias to develop it, to cultivate it, to be the land that's Messias Kalaaretz. That is, that is the, the center point of the whole, of the whole world. Where everything emanates from, from, from Yushalayim. That's the Kayach of, of, uh, of, uh, of Torah to turn it, to turn it all into, into good. Another reason that's, that's brought is that by eating uh, uh, the milchik foods, so we then have to prepare two separate kind of bread because we know that Allah says that the bread that you use for a fleshig meal, you cannot use the same bread for a, a milk meal. So therefore we're forced to have two chalas. One we eat with the milchik meal, one we eat with the fleshig meal. And that alludes to the special carbon that was brought in the base of Mikdash on Shavuot, which was the Shteyalechem, which was the, these two loaves of actual chomets bread that were brought on, uh, on, uh, on Shavuot. So that's another, another e, e, uh, illusion. Or another reason that's brought is because our forefathers actually at the time of Matan Torah had no other choice because after the Rabbani Shlanim uh, uh, revealed himself to them and, and started teaching them all the halachas that are involved in the preparation of, of food, and particularly the preparation of eating meat, shrita, and, and checking of the, of the knife, and what makes it uh, uh, animal trafe, and, and, and the salting process. So I said, whoa, we, we, we better do some chazar on this. And, and they prefer to eat milk of things that were uh, 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 that were allowed to them without any major, major uh, 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 preparations. And therefore, we too, on the day that we accept the Torah, we eat the uh, the, the milk of things. That's, uh, that's actually brought down by the by the uh, 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 Mishnah Bureau. But of course, since there is also this mitzvah of, of Simcha, so we have to have Fleshig also. So again, we have to uh, make sure we have the proper uh, uh, separation between them. And, uh, and that, in fact, shows us that, that the halachs of the Torah are so dear to us and so precious that we want to keep every single uh, idiom of, of, of the law. And many, many, uh, many even have the minig to have in the same meal uh, a, a milchik and then 
and then uh, and then fleshik. Some do it dafka during the day meal, and uh, some do it dafka at uh, at night, where they first make kiddush and have some milchik, and then afterwards you have to first of all you have to uh, rinse out your mouth and or eat some bread or something hard. I have an apple in in between, and then you have to obviously uh, take off the tablecloth, change all the kalim, wash out one's mouth, and uh, you know get rid of all the mud. And then we set the set the table and we put on a new tablecloth and and we we set the 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 table again for a a proper fleshig fleshig uh, meal. Obviously, you can't do it the other way around and have the meat. The meat first, because obviously after we eat meat, we have to wait the prerequisite amount of time, whatever it is, usually six hours before we can then again uh, eat eat uh, eat milk. And, and uh, in addition, many people that uh, have the minute to stay up all night, and maybe some are going to try it this year. It's going to be difficult without the aid of a, a whole community of many people doing it together. But I'm sure people will. Will uh, will do it. So some dafka when they make kiddush in the morning, they have their their milchik their milchik uh, cakes, and then maybe go to sleep. And then when they get up, they have they have a sudas yontif of of a of, of me. But the main thing is that it should be a simchadika yontif. All the minhagim are, are are there to add to the simcha and to the covered of the Torah, and that's what shvuos is all about. Let's talk and make it. In spite of whatever our situations, whatever you are, we need to make it a time of simcha. Samachta, of rejoicing, of being happy. How lucky we are. How privileged we are that we have the Torah. We have this dago. We have this connection with our Kaddish Baruch Our time is up, but let me all wish you all. Thank you so much for being part of our radio family. It's so great to spend time with you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. A good Chodesh for Sunday. And I'm going to take the, uh, the, the advantageous situation and wish you all right now a, a, a good Yom Tov. Next Friday is Yom Tov, so we won't be together, but enjoy it. And Bez Hashem, we'll meet again, hopefully, in this same venue and uh, two weeks from today. Bez Hashem, good Shabbos to all. May it be a beautiful, beautiful Simcha time for you and your families. Thank you.